everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Anything But Typical Podcast. And you know, it's pretty funny. I was thinking about this, Ben. Think about the last few guests that we've had. Restaurants and workout places. <laughs> yeah. I think it's because we like to eat and we like to work out. Right? Exactly. <laughs> food, food and fitness. You and I are good. It's all good, man. And, you know, we've got a couple more female dynamos, which is really cool. Like, how many gym owners, like, <laughs> the last gym owner that I worked under, it was called the weight station, and it was a Kansas powerlifting guy, yep. you know? <laughs> that was it, yeah. and it was old school. So I think it's really cool. So we're going to get into you guys' story. So we've got, uh, we've got Kim and Erica from CrossFit Huntersville, and I've gotten to actually work out there doing the Murph yes. on Memorial Day weekend, which was really cool. It was really hot, actually. It was so hot. <laughs> it was really hot. hot. So anyway, we're going to start this podcast with the same question that we ask everybody else because it's more about a heartbeat question. That's why we we start with this question. So I'm going to start with you, Erica. Here's the scenario. You have taken your dogs up to Boone. You're going to your favorite trail. You're going out there. You're getting them out. You know, you've got all their doggy treats and all that kind of stuff ready to roll. Or maybe you use a stroller. I don't know. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> so you're unpacking everything, and somebody sees you in the parking lot because you're a regular. They're talking about you, but they don't realize that you can hear them um, and hear what they're saying. What would you want them to say about you, Erica? Oh, um, they know me. They've seen me before. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would love if I heard them say that I am very driven, but also love giving back to my community, love everybody around me, want to help anybody that I come in contact with. Um, I would really love that if I was looked at that way, mm. um, because I really do live to help others. It would be nice if I'm doing enough that it was seen, I guess, um, that I'm actually making an impact mm. on my community, or at least with the people I come in contact with, whether it be just by listening to them when they need somebody to talk to, or by helping them problem solve, or by helping them become a healthier version of themselves, whether it's it could be anything from fitness, obviously, I love that, um, to nutrition, to just any advice that they may need. I love that. Yeah. That's great. All right, Kim, your turn. Only, <laughs> I know you like hiking too, getting those little rugrats out of the house, which is fun. <laughs> you got two kids. Yes. <laughs> but some, someone is watching the kids that you know is trustworthy, et cetera, and you're at Crafty Beer Guys. <laughs> and, That's what I do with my time. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you're, you're walking up to Crafty Beer Guys, and somebody recognizes you, and they start talking about you, but they don't realize that you can hear every word they're saying. What would you want them to be saying about you? This is such an interesting question because this is like your ultimate like ego serving question, right? Because we, we step outside and try to see ourselves from someone else's perspective. Um, I would love it if someone could just express the fact that I truly care. I truly care about each individual. When someone walks into our gym or walks into my life in general, um, I do care. Um, about their story and about who they are and just embracing whatever walk of life they've come from and learning something, taking something away from that, from them, um, while also being able to sync that up with my own life and be able to share those experiences together, even though they may be completely different experiences. Um, but being able to relate and take something away from them as well as them being able to take something away from me. Um, so I think just like my passion for people. Yeah, I love it. That's why we asked that question. Right, that's exactly right. <laughs> ben, let's go into a little bit more of their story. 
besides their heartbeat? Yeah, so Kim and Erica own CrossFit Huntersville, and prior to that, Kim managed a CrossFit gym, and before that, she was teaching anatomy and physiology to high schoolers, which I cannot imagine what that classroom would look like. Um, Erica was a neuromuscular massage and bodywork therapist prior to coaching, doing personal training and nutrition consulting, um, and all of that was before they took on this endeavor. So you two bought this gym, uh, CrossFit Huntersville, in March of this year, 2021. So looking back at it, fill us in, what was the gym, what was the facility prior to you taking it over? Um, Kim had been able to have the opportunity to work out there for a few months before we took it over. So she definitely knows a little more about the state of the gym before we bought it. And then we just kind of, I dove right in with her. Um, (laughs) I will say one thing and then I'll let her feed off of this. Uh, It was already a really well-established community of great people who loved working out together as well as hanging out together so that's what I saw um immediately just in my short time of working out there and then coaching there right after we purchased it but Kim was there a lot longer yeah I would agree with that as well um the community was very well established and um the previous owner still a part of the community has done a really great job of just knitting together everyone um, which is a really cool thing to walk into. Um, being outsiders at first, it definitely seemed like um, they were a little hesitant, of course, like who are these new people coming in? But there was trust there. You know, there was trust mm. that in him, I think, trust that he would have made the best decision for them um, by selling the gym to us and that the ship was still going to head in a great direction Um, And they just had trust in the process, which was amazing to see a community that was, you know, already had that established. So building a little bit more onto that, neither of you have owned a business prior, right? Both of you have been independent contractors, but never owned and uh, ran a company. So why, getting back, I guess, to heartbeat a little bit, why did you want to be a business owner? Why did you want to own a company? Um, Kim and I have worked together for quite a while um, in this business. And I think we started to realize our visions were the same. If Mm. we could have like the perfect world with the perfect gym, what it would look like. And just over talking for months and months and months, we've kind of discovered our visions aligned. And I think that's when we started to think about owning our own business. Mm. Absolutely. And I would definitely say being two females, in a fairly male-dominated industry was appealing for both her and I to kind of fill that niche a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so let's dive into that, right? Because it is very uncommon, especially in the CrossFit world, um, to have two females being owners and running a a facility. So how has that been in this world? Has it been received? Have you noticed that you're growing in different ways than other facilities? What's what's been the, uh, the after effect of that? Um, yes, I would say that, you know, of course, with anything, there are pros and cons, right? Um, so I think we've been well received, uh, at least from, you know, the female aspect of it. I think a lot of women are just essentially more comfortable being in that world when they have kind of a female pioneer ahead of them, um, leading them, you know, down that path. Um, also realizing that you know there is a lot of diet culture that's still very prominent Um, so you know the whole like cardio and you know watch what you consume as far as calories go and we just know from our industry that you know a lot of that is reversed and Mm -hmm. so I think it's this trust that you see you know two females who are doing it themselves and they just kind of can trust in the fact that like it's a very scary thing when you tell a woman like hey you're well under eating and you need to be strength training more and all they can think about in their head sometimes is like oh I don't want to get bulky and this is going to cause me you know to, to gain excess weight that I don't want and you know there's just so much of the messages that have been driven into all of us probably since the 90s or mm-hmm. so 
um, when it was like eat less, mm -hmm. sweat more, and that's going to be like your ticket as a female to look like you know some of these runway models that are essentially may not be healthy or just genetically like that's what they are predisposed to looking like and that's not necessarily the healthiest vision for some of us and that all bodies can be celebrated in this space. Mm. Yeah, so I think that our female membership has gone up a lot since we've bought the gym. Um, I think it's, like she said, made females feel a little more comfortable getting out of what they consider their comfort zone and trying something new and um, trying to be strong and well-fed and not scared of what that might do to their body image. Um, I think it's given them the confidence to try it. But I will say, I don't know how Kim feels when she first started coaching CrossFit, but it was difficult as a new CrossFit coach in a very male-dominated industry to get the same respect as a brand-new male coach would Absolutely. walking into coach classes. I hate to admit it now, but I'll just be completely honest. And there were many classes I cried after because mm -hmm. I felt like I didn't get that respect and people weren't listening to me. But with experience comes confidence. And when other people have your back, who you respect and who are your mentors and help build you up, you start to not care anymore and trust in yourself and your knowledge and just do your best job and people see that. And I think that us having each other's back as well going into this new gym really helped. I don't know if I could have done it without her because it was kind of like starting over through that whole process again. Now we're going into this new gym and we have to gain all the respect of these men and women who mm. don't know us at all as okay. female gym owners mm. and coaches. Yeah. So. yeah, absolutely. I mean, to kind of give a little story just based off of that, um, there was one time in the gym that we were bench pressing. And so I had gone over to a male who actually, he wasn't a member or anything like that, um, but was dropping into the gym and we were benching and I went over and I asked him like, Hey, you know, can I spot you for this set? And he had said, spot me. You can't spot me. And, you know, it was just kind of like one of those things, like, well, what do you plan on doing? Just yeah, like 5,000 pounds. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, do you understand how a spotter works? But, but yeah, it's just like some of those ideas, I think, you know, can, can stay pretty prominent within that industry. Mm -hmm. And it's like, as a, as a woman, it's like, you have to prove yourself, but you don't necessarily have to prove yourself. And like what she was saying, like building that confidence and knowing that like, you know what is best for that class at that time as far as coaching goes and leaning into that and like she was saying like having that support system behind you too yeah you know you you guys have mentioned a couple things one is the community aspect of crossfit and i i got introduced 10 years ago to it when my son was a shoe designer at reebok at and crossfit one uh was the box on their campus mm -hmm. and so I got to experience that but he he I remember him calling me and he's like dad you would love this thing called CrossFit and I didn't know anything about it you know and Rich Froning had been mm -hmm. to their place and that's where he got like whoa you know and he really got into it but com he, he mentioned the community aspect and the nutrition and just the camaraderie mm -hmm. of all of those things which I think is really cool you know so kudos for for that but the second thing is is um i would love to know my one experience with you guys was uh the murph uh memorial day weekend and you had a, a whole bunch of people there i mean it was really amazing but the mix of male to female was seemed to be about 50 50. Mm -hmm. you know what is that mix like at, at CrossFit Huntersville now? I would say we're about 50 50 yeah. now, yeah. which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, it wasn't that way when you took it over? No. no. Right. Mm -mm. What was it? 80 20? I would say about 80 20, maybe 70 30. Yeah. But I don't yeah. Know we had ran those numbers when we first yeah. started, but it's definitely gone closer to 50 50 at this point. Yes. Which is really Yeah, cool. I think that's really cool. The other thing that I've heard about. It, and it varies from CrossFit gym to CrossFit gym, but just that technique is really, really important mm -hmm. because you can hurt yourself by doing 
lots of reps incorrectly mm-hmm. with a lot of weight, mm-hmm. etc. How do you guys reinforce that and not get a lot of pushback? Especially being females, being kind of the guard dogs, if you will, mm-hmm. of technique. Yeah, um, that's really important to us because just like you know, CrossFit has in the past had a little bit of a bad rep for people getting injured, which is actually incorrect statistics, but um, it's just like anything, there's good and bad. And so we definitely want to be known for good coaching. We don't want our members to get hurt. We want them to keep coming back and keep getting better. Um, So I think just making sure everybody's moving safe is the number one priority and we want them to have fun while getting better. So just a little bit at a time, like what's the priority today? What do we need to work on today to make sure you're safe and you're getting a little bit better each time that you walk in the gym? So I think, again, that comes with like just being on during the whole class, keeping your eyes peeled and not being afraid to correct somebody. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, with you guys knowing with Olympic lifting, there's so many different pieces of it that can fall apart pretty easily. Mm -hmm. If you were to go through and tell somebody the 10 different things that they're doing wrong, like it's going to be defeating for them. Mm -hmm. So it's just picking out what the priority is that day, a couple of cues, go with it, and then correct those things. And just over time, little by little, make that progress. And I think for a lot of our members too, explaining the why behind things, like why am I changing this? Why am I doing this? Um, so that way they can understand and it makes sense to them like okay this is why I need to be in this position versus that position mm-hmm. so as a business as business owners which by the way like congratulations I think that's really <laughs> it's gutsy and it's it's scary but I think it's really cool and especially that you have strengths and that you play off of each other I want to hear a couple things. What one one would be what has been one of the most difficult things that you've had to experience as a business owner that you're willing to share? <laughs> and two, how do you play off each other's strengths towards a common vision? Like I'd like to hear a little bit more of that dynamic. This is when we get into our Enneagram numbers. <laughs> so the Enneagram, like, yeah. we, are super, we are super into, and you can call us nerdy for that. But um, if you know anything about Enneagram numbers, I'm a nine, and she's a one. Well, back up, because a lot of people listening sure. don't know what that is. We've had okay. Chad Jenkins on here yeah. that talked a ton about <laughs> different personality tests, things like that, and companies, Tana, okay. Tana Green yeah. has one that she lives and dies by so we've talked about this type of stuff before but Enneagram hasn't come up so let's back up explain that a little bit first all right so the Enneagram is um, nine different personality types more based off of like what motivates you and what are your fears and typically they kind of play off of each other Um, so they have different names for different numbers and you can have wings with your numbers so you may play into a number closer to one side of you than the other side of you also they label them as like healthy and unhealthy enneagram types which i know some people are trying to get away from that because we don't want to stigmatize certain things but basically like areas of your enneagram type that you're working on or things that you also do really well at um and so there are the nine different numbers and um so i know for myself my number is a nine and so that number is like the peacekeeper and so one of my biggest fears can be conflict Mm. um not that i can't do it it's just something that i don't do well at or i don't seek out so gary and your your thrive wither yeah that's the type of thing where that would be in her wither yeah yes that would be in my wither Um, so just based off of, like I said, like those fears and so motivation for me, something that I strive to keep as a nine is like stability and harmony, like keeping everything kind of at that homeostasis. So you'll see that like my fear and my motivation play into each other a little bit. And that's basically where the Enneagram kind of came from is based off of like those fears and motivations. Um, and so Erica's a one. <laughs> so does that mean that they're on like Not a peacekeeper. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we are actually, her and I are at the end. Well, so what, what is a one? 
So one is the reformer, um, and so the, the the label for the one. Do you want to talk a little bit? About no, your you're person? actually better at it than I am. So I mean, I know what I am, but you're better at describing it. Um, so the one's motivation um, is to keep structure in order, basically. So that's why they're labeled like the reformer. Um, so part of the fear behind the one is losing that structure and organization. Um, and so a nine is much more like uh, free flowing, kind of free bird a little bit. Yeah. And the one is much more organized. So it actually, her and I um, have worked really well together. Also, it can be kind of our Achilles heels with each other too, um, because <laughs> we have opposite kind of personalities in that sense. Mm -hmm. um, I remember, oh my gosh, it was like one of the first months that we were at Huntersville and she kept telling me to get like a planner, like a calendar. And I was like, no, like this is just so confining. I can't do it. I've never had like when they gave us them at school, I never used it. And I was like, I can't do this. Like this just doesn't seem very like natural for me. And I tell you what it has changed my life so far and I'm like oh I know what I'm doing on this day now that's if I write in it which I've done a better <laughs> job um, so like she's helped me grow in that sense like she's really helped me to have some of that much needed structure that I need mm -hmm. um, and Kim has definitely helped balance me in that I am overly critical of other people and myself and I want a solution to everything immediately. I want everything to be perfect right away. I want to fix everything overnight. And she's kind of helped me dial that back a little bit and understand, like, this is going to be a journey. It doesn't have to all get fixed overnight. It doesn't mean it's not going well. And I can tell you immediately our members saw our different personalities. <laughs> it was like, call us out on it, coaching class. Mm -hmm. Like, they saw right away, they're like, oh, you're a little OCD. <laughs> you're a little crazy. <laughs> yeah. But they, like, but everybody gets that about both of us I think now they see who we are and they like see what good it is doing for the gym um, Kim definitely makes everybody really comfortable and happy and they're always having fun when she's coaching laid back I'm definitely a little bit more structured as far as like I'm like down work here we're down to business like I want us to have fun but we have a mission to accomplish in this one hour of class so we definitely balance each other yeah she helps me have more fun for sure so it's good and she helps me get things done because <laughs> I need that I need that poking <laughs> it's good um to understand each other's mm -hmm. personalities I think in all relationships to understand where the other person is going coming from yeah um once you understand that you understand things aren't personal Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that's just mm -hmm. their personality. So talk about some of the unexpected challenges or difficulties, too. Ooh. Unexpected challenges. Or has it all been wine and roses? No. It's <laughs> not. Um, um, not enough hours in a day. That's really the biggest challenge. And I think we realized that but we didn't realize on a daily basis you're gonna have your to-do list and what you plan to get done and you're not gonna do it because you have the fires that you're putting out in the meantime mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so the time management aspect of it yeah like it's very fulfilling to get things done on a to-do list but at the same time for your own sanity like you can't be there 12 hours a day like you're just gonna burn out so it's just trying to balance that and figure out like how can we accomplish but then also walk away at the end of the day and be able to enjoy something for ourselves because if it was up to us we would just continue checking off things on the to-do list because there's so many things that you want to do but I think finding that work-life balance especially with both of us like as motivated as we are it's just easy to try and stay there and continue mm. doing all the things. I agree. That's probably the biggest challenge is the big thing that she and I both have in common is we will work ourselves to death without stopping. Mm -hmm. Therefore, we're not great at stopping each other. I mean, we are, but we're both doing it. And I think we both fight this constant guilt of like, am I doing enough? Is mm -hmm. she doing more than me? And so mm. we'll just go, go, go. And so we have to call each other out mm -hmm. on that a lot. Like, you need to go home now. Like, you've yeah. been here for 12 hours. Like, go home. 
I yeah. got this or vice versa. So I think that's been a huge challenge is us trying to kind of find our rhythm and flow without burning ourselves out. What about on the flip side of that, the concerns of what the challenges would be before you actually owned the company? What were your fears or concerns going into being a business owner for the first time? Time, time to get vulnerable. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, being a female, mm-hmm. I think that was like both of our, I can't speak for Erica, but like that was definitely a big fear of mine is that just like, well, what do you know? Mm. You're a woman in this space. Yeah. Um, that fear, that fear of, I mean, I always have this fear that for some reason, like life is going to get weird and I'm going to end up in a cardboard box underneath a bridge and like, mm. you know, <laughs> just all of a sudden, I don't know why, like I have a great support system all around me. Um, but yeah, this fear that all of a sudden just people would just exile out of the gym and that, mm. you know, they just wouldn't want to be there, which doesn't make any sense because, you know, like that's just a confidence thing, you know, that's an insecurity thing on my part. Um, so yeah, big fear was just this mass exodus of people wanting to, to leave, but, uh, more Mm. so because coming into that space as a woman, um, and mainly worried about males being coached by you know two confident women and like how how is that going to be as far as like ego goes because we all have ego mm-hmm. you know and um taking away some of the you know like not letting people take things personally you know i'm not personally attacking you i'm trying to make you better so i think that was like my biggest fear was coming in just as a woman in that space mm-hmm. i think that I mean, that is definitely a fear of mine. Um, I think the big fear of that was them just not knowing us, um, that they would just count us out right away. Um, But I knew that if they gave us a chance that we could show them with time. I just didn't know how long it would take, and Mm. that's um, kind of scary. How long is it going to take me to prove to them Mm -hmm. that we can do a good job making them happy, um, making them better athletes, making them comfortable? And I think we exceeded our expectations on that. So it's great looking back now, but it was a huge fear for months going into this journey. Yeah, well, that's, that's what I was just going to say. You you had those fears going in, and yet within like two, in I think three months, yeah, the fast. gym revenue had doubled, mm-hmm. which is phenomenal, right? That's to be able amazing. to take, a, a, take over a facility that has a community, you have to convince them that <laughs> they should stay with you and not only that, but you've doubled the revenue in a, in a few months. So what do you attribute that quick success to? Um, I've been trying to figure that out a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I obviously know we're working hard, but how does that get to other people, right? Like, you know how much work you're putting in, but how does that bring people in? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to attribute a lot of it to social media. Yeah. We really, really, like, amped up social media right away. We found that we wanted our social media to be for our members, and therefore, if they see themselves on social media and they are really proud of the work they're putting in, they'll share that story with yeah. other people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I would say just showing, just showing everyone that we care, and it's not just that you know we care how you're moving within those walls, but like that we care that your dog passed away. Mm-hmm. We care that you got married or had this baby. Um, and giving them opportunities to be successful and celebrate their successes. Uh, we came in at a wonderful time when the CrossFit Open was going on. So for anyone who doesn't know what the CrossFit Open is, it's basically your first step to qualifying for the CrossFit Games. There are a couple other steps in between. Um, but this is for everybody. Anyone can sign up, and there are workouts that are released each week. This past um, year, it was three workouts, and um, we went with that. We had fun with it. Um, the previous owner really, um, you know, amped it up for them before we were coming in. It was like this wonderful time where we could take what they had done um, without us 
and celebrate them for where they were at then and then to be able to take that and say okay like here's how you did with the open and here's where we want to take you like you can go to this next level like let's push you on a little bit further but then just taking that opportunity to celebrate what they've already accomplished I think is is really big for them to show them that yeah we care about your physical fitness we care about all the things that you're achieving and then we also care about your personal lives as well I, I have to interject an observation that I think is really super awesome first of all your social media I follow you guys yeah, it's very good. It is very good. And here's what's really different. Social media, and there may be influencers, but it's all about them. And it just makes me want to vomit. <laughs> yes. Not because I was working out too hard, but it's just like sick. And yet, they can be successful. But what I heard from the opening statement from you guys was it so it's about other people it's about serving other people it's about helping somebody grow etc and it comes across in your social media it came across in my one experience with you guys on that Murph Memorial Day weekend so I think that's really powerful and so anybody listening to this you know a great way to grow your social media is one be consistent but have it about be about the people you're serving and mm -hmm. their stories versus yours. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really powerful. Um, the other thing that I think is really profound is that you, you're, this isn't in anything but typical um, response, which I, I'm just so drawn to. You are honoring the former owner. Mm. You know, yeah, I mean, you've had meteoric success in a very short period of time but you're not bad-mouthing the other owner the the other owner is part of your community still mm -hmm. which I think is really cool so you know anybody listening those are a couple big nuggets worth paying attention to mm -hmm. yeah. the only other piece on on social media that I, I want to hit on that's interesting is the impact and reach that you get without putting any money behind it mm -hmm. and not trying to get thousands and thousands of followers it's because of what you just hit on Gary like everybody everything you're putting on there is highlighting the members so then they're resharing it which then gets reshared and keeps going from that you don't need 20,000 people to follow you to have that same impact mm -hmm. it's because you're highlighting them and the only time that you two are on social media is when you're coaching and the other person is videotaping you, yeah. right? It's, yeah. it's the opposite. You're putting the ego aside completely and putting your members and your community first. Absolutely. That's really important to us. Yeah. So the word community has been a big theme, right? Yeah. And there's an aspect that we haven't touched on yet is the things like events, giving back, stuff like that, which Gary, we saw at Murph. Yeah. Um, but raising can, a lot of money exactly and and that's not the only thing that you've done in in your short time of, of owning this so far so talk about that first off what you've done and also why why are you doing that um, it started right away when we did the CrossFit open and we had owned the gym for a couple weeks <laughs> um, and we asked the community that did not know us and this is where the previous owner really helped us out to give back to their community. Um, so we worked with the uh, Haven Kylie Foundation to make donations to Helping Hands Food Pantry. Oh yeah, um, Hearts and Hands. Hearts and Hands, thank mm -hmm. you. Hearts and Hands Food Pantry. Um, and we had picked that food pantry because everything goes to the community. They don't hold any funds for themselves. Um, and the Haven Kylie Foundation had offered to match whatever we got in donations and actually went above and beyond mm -hmm. that in the end. But we asked our community over the three weeks of the open to give back to that and they showed up and we were like, we were blown away. Mm. Like you guys trusted us, you don't even know us and now we're asking you to give back to your local community and you're doing it and you're doing it so well. So that's kind of how um, mm -hmm. we introduced ourselves because we wanted that to be a big part of this business was giving back to the local community any way can and then 
you can feed off of that. Yeah. We've done so much more. Yeah. So then from there, um, with Murph, we we're trying to keep as much of it local as we can. Um, any type of fundraising effort that we do. And so with Murph, we picked the Veterans Bridge Home, which actually was introduced to us by Lisa Merrick um, from CrossFit Unite, because they had done a Rise of the Warriors um, competition that we were a part of. Um, a big showing from our gym with that too, so it was awesome to have people show up for that. Um, but she had chosen that particular foundation, and so we decided to go with that for Memorial Day Murph and at Murph we had raffles where a lot of local businesses in Huntersville showed up they donated things for us um, so that way we could raffle them off at the event it was so much fun a lot of cool things were raffled off and in that event alone we had raised over a thousand dollars for Veterans Bridge Home um, and then more recently um, CrossFit 8 Mile mm-hmm. we paired with and I'll let Erica speak more to this because it's a friend of hers um, a friend of mine um, from the very first CrossFit gym I ever went to 10 years ago he is a firefighter and he now owns his own CrossFit gym he had been a coach of mine in Detroit CrossFit 8 Mile mm-hmm. um, he has autistic children he had found a need being a first responder and having autistic children that first responders needed better tools um, to respond to those with autism when they get called out on mm-hmm. a call. So he found a need for that, and he started this foundation, and it's first responders um, fight autism. And it raises money for your local community, so your local fire department, police department, EMTs, to get these kits and education tools to help them better respond to calls that involve um, those on the autistic spectrum. So he did a huge event that involved a lot of CrossFit affiliates across the country and asked us to join in to raise funds for this and actually give that money, though, back to your local first Mm. responders. So that's the most recent event we did. And our members, again, like blew us away with how they just donated and really showed up for that. We did a workout for a cause, and it was awesome. Yeah, I think they had raised over $1,000 again for that yeah. that particular event. Yeah. So I guess going to 2000 2000 for that one. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they show up, and our big, you know, why behind it is, like, they show up for us, right, on a daily basis where we can keep, you know, we can keep the doors open, we can keep the gym running the way that we need it to run. And so, like, how can we show up for our community as well? So it's not just about, you know, pouring into them within the gym, but it's also taking that and pouring outside of the gym too because, you know, it's it, it's one thing to be successful um, yourself as a business owner, but then it's another thing to be able to share that success with the people who need it around you because you never know what type of scenario somebody is in. You never know what type of story, where they've gotten to where they've gotten to. And um, if we can help support people along the way while other people are helping us build and grow this business, then that's what we want to do. We want to be able to give back when we can. And our members definitely support that cause in us and continue to show up in that sense. I just realized that we have talked a lot about Murph, (laughs) but a lot of people outside the CrossFit community may not know, know what, what Murph, Murph is. is. So yeah, why don't you take us through why it's called Murph and what it is? Sure. So Murph was a workout um, that was created in honor of Lieutenant Michael Murphy. In the CrossFit world, we have what are called hero wads that are in honor of people that have lost their lives. Um, And so Murph in particular, the workout itself, typically done uh, Memorial Day time. Some people will actually do it in June, towards the end of June, when Michael Murphy actually lost his life. Um, He lost his life in an effort to save um, the other people on his team. He needed to go out into open fire in order to receive signal to make an emergency call to save the rest rest of the people on his team. Um, So sacrificing his life in that sense, um, making the ultimate sacrifice. The workout itself is starts with a one mile run. It is 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, and 300 air squats finished by another mile run. And that's typically done with a weighted vest, usually 20 pounds. 
It is not for the faint of heart. Yeah. As Gary says, when he does Murph every Monday. Yeah, I was going to say, you do Monday yes. Murph, yeah. right? <laughs> I love that. I have friends who do that. You did guys mine are last awesome. night. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. It's much better when it's cooler than yeah. when it was yes. so stinking hot. That's and true. if I remember right, you were overheating the night before. <laughs> Kim, you had done it. Oh, yeah. oh yes. Yeah. You were hitting heat exhaustion mm-hmm. or something yeah. like that. It was really it was hot, hot this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little bit. Yeah, the day before was even hotter, mm-hmm. actually, because that's when we did it, and yeah. it was really bad. But yeah, <laughs> not for the faint of heart, but we can scale it for anyone mm-hmm. to participate. But I love that, even the story, because there is a why. Mm-hmm. It's not just look at me you know doing something crazy it there's a why behind it and that's one thing that I'm hearing in your story which I love 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 there's I mean you even talked about kind of a common purpose with, that kind of brought you together as opposite and different as you are nine and one yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but I think that's really cool so before before we dive into the next thing, one aspect that I wanted to get a little bit more tactical on with this is how you actually did the open and how you used the structure of how you ran the open to help support that local cause. So can we get a little tactical and you describe uh, to the listeners what you did there? Sure. Um, yeah. Okay. So first thing we did... <laughs> was we wanted to divide the gym up into two teams because naturally if you if you love crossfit you probably have some competitiveness to you <laughs> yeah. it's healthy competition i will say that like we all compete with one another but at the same time we all want one another to do their very best so there's that mutual respect and support and push um so we were like let's make this competition style so we divided the gym up into two teams oh what does everybody love a t-shirt so we picked team colors and gave each team their own color t-shirt that really helped drive people to sign up they get to compete they get a shirt and then we explained the cause and what we were going for and i think that really drove people as well so that's kind of how we got it going and then i'll let you take it from there yeah so we we didn't want it to just be a competitive thing in the sense of like hey if you're a great athlete your team is going to win we didn't want that to be the only driving factor for the competition so we divided it up into like team spirit you know how much cheering Mm. and how (laughs) wacky could you get what kind of (laughs) outfits would you bring on um every friday was when we would do the the open workout of that particular week and so it was like who showed up attendance points mattered you know how crazy you got um, how supportive you were of your team and the other teams as well and then donations for the food pantry that was also a part of your team points um, for donations with that as well and then also of course the competitive aspect of it you know um, how many people on your team were able to get you know first second third fourth fifth placing with that and we just divided up the points for rx and scaled so in the crossfit world doing a workout as prescribed so as it's written um, or if you need to modify that workout um, the open actually modifies it for you so what um, how did you compete in that arena and you could go either way um, for the crossfit open workouts and so we just structured it that way and had a lot of fun with it i think they enjoyed it they had fun and it brought people together who don't typically work out together maybe they have different class times but now they're on the same team that was randomly chosen so i think it was really good to kind of get people out of their comfort zones and be on the same team as someone they maybe didn't know as well in the gym too it also helped drive our social media to start because they started paying attention to that because then all of a sudden it was like oh my gosh look at how many teal people came to the noon class and look at all the team spirit that they did so then the evening classes we're like, okay, great, we got to bring it. We got to show up, you know, for this class and we got to do this much team spirit. And also we heavily encourage them to post on social media to help their spirit points, which made it easy for us to be able to share their posts then. Um, so it was, it was great for us because it gave us an opportunity to highlight them, but it was also like free content for us. You know, it's like they're yeah. giving us the content, trying to get their spirit points, which was awesome. So, one thing that we have not talked about, 
you guys started, you bought this gym one year after lockdown. Mm. COVID. Mm-hmm. Now, it's interesting, too, because there, there's a gym owner up in New Jersey that has been very in your face about, like, they've had hundreds of thousands of workouts and visits and no COVID outbreaks, and yet they weren't mask mandating and all that. And this is not a statement about pro masks or not. I don't, I don't really care about that. But what I do care about is the fact that you guys went into, you bought a company in an industry that was heavily punished, if you will. I mean, that and the restaurant business yep. were... Mm-hmm. The two that were like shut down to nothing. How have you dealt with that? Because we're still in it. I mean, we yeah, we had another massive spike, you know, over the summer and you know fall, and now it seems like it's subsiding a little bit. But you know, how have you guys had to deal with that on top of all of the other things that you have to deal with on owning a business? It was scary going into it when we did because it was March this past year and there was still question as to whether things were going to get shut down again. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that we knew where we stood on that and what we would do. We didn't have a plan per se, but I know that we were on the same page with it and I know it was important to us to make sure that our community would be able to continue to stay healthy by doing what they do which mm-hmm. is working out, eating well, things like that. I know that no matter what, we were going to make sure that that was preserved. So it was scary going into it, but I know how strongly we felt about making sure people were able to still get their fitness in. Right, and you know we don't want to be irresponsible by any means, but, but this is life, um, and life isn't going to be easy and... Um, you know, the same day in and day out, we're going to have things that are going to come our way continually for, you know, throughout the rest of our ownership of this gym. And so I think it's just this trust in ourselves, in the people who support us that, you know, when, when things get thrown at us, we're going to, we're going to do the best that we can, because if we make people the priority and we make their wellness, the priority, um, then we're going to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just trusting, you know, ourselves in the process to just keep people moving, especially in that time period, I'm sure just like you guys had felt, it was very isolating. Mm-hmm. And physical fitness and moving your body um, can help in a lot of ways with mental health. And unfortunately, I think that was something that was neglected during lockdown and quarantine and I know a lot of us felt it and so a big goal like I said is not to be irresponsible you know to take the measures that we need to to help protect people in a pandemic but to also keep them moving because Mm -hmm. not just for the physical aspect of it but for the mental too you know people felt so isolated I can't even imagine what some people in other states and other country and other countries felt you know if they can't even leave you know the four walls that they're they're in and so I know for her and I just being able to do what we can and just knowing that you know this is life and life is going to get messy and it's not going to be perfect and we have to be innovative and continue to work through that yeah mental health is a huge part of what we're here for We talk a lot about the physical health in the community, but I know for Kim and I personally, we've we've both dealt with a lot of our mental health um, Mm -hmm. by fitness and CrossFit, and Mm -hmm. we know that therefore it can help others. And so, yes, lockdown, mental health was a huge thing, and so in being innovative, whatever we would have to do to get through it, I know that we would. So it's really important to us. So. Continuing down that, because you hit on something that I think is interesting, of you can't pigeonhole health into working out, right? And one of the things that, that you two have done and continue to build on is making your experience for your members more of a comprehensive health and fitness experience. So um, can you take us 
along that that path of what you've done and what you're continuing to do to add to the experience? Yeah, um, I think a big piece of it is the social aspect of it, which I know makes it a little bit challenging right now with a pandemic. Um, but keeping and preserving the community that they have to be able to see each other and to be able to interact with each other um, is a big piece. Um, providing them with opportunities that we can create to help them connect with each other, like what we did for the Open with the different teams. Um, we've had other opportunities before where we have had just kind of like a meet and greet where like let's go to primal brewery where it's outside and you know you can stay distanced and you can enjoy beer with each other and knowing that you don't have to be perfect with the physical health and that's not necessarily something that you know we want to promote i mean if you're a physique comp competitor it's it's different but like mm -hmm. with our membership base we want to keep you growing in all different aspects so you know if that means that making friendships over a beer you know at an event that we host like we want you to be able to do that um the other piece of it too is you know addressing things within yourself like mobility you know if we see that an athlete is struggling or has some pain or discomfort you know, saying like, hey, we can keep doing the same thing over and over again, or we can get you to start stretching. Um, we've had athletes before that have had anxiety attacks, um, you know, coming into the gym just because of, um, you know, some of their own personal, you know, things that they're fighting themselves and us say, okay, look, let's work around that. Like, let's, mm -hmm. let's find a way that we can keep you moving. It may not be within these four walls for you today, but let's find an alternative. Let's find a solution. Let's get you feeling better. Um, so that way we can address some of those things. I don't know if that fully answered your question. Yeah, no, but that's part of it. But then Erica, I'll bounce it to you. Yeah. So Kim had talked about working out, mobility, mental, mental health. Mm -hmm. And now you're also offering things. You, you're doing personal training, you're doing nutrition, yeah. you're doing massage. There's, yes. there's more there. So, so Talk to us a little bit about that, yes. what what those all are and um, and why why offer that versus most CrossFit gyms, including the one that you own prior to you owning it, right. of just having CrossFit and right. having that be the whole thing. Yeah, you can easily just have a CrossFit gym that is just CrossFit. You come in, you work out for your hour, you leave. But really, we genuinely care about every single person that walks in that door, and we genuinely care about their overall health. So Kim touched on the mental um, mobility, things like that, like Ben just said. But also, um, to continue to do CrossFit, you really do need to take really good care of your body. So we do have a physical therapist, um, Dr. Kelly Ivy, that works out of our gym. Um, she's there on Wednesdays. So if we feel the need to refer somebody to her to fix a foundational issue or something that is holding them back or that is only going to get worse with time, we definitely refer mm -hmm. them. Um, and we think that that's really important. Massage therapy is another really important part of recovery as well as chiropractic. So we do some in-house massage. We are currently still searching for a full-time massage therapist so we can offer that even more, but we have a great therapist that we do refer our athletes out to. Um, it's really important to us to make sure that they're getting every tool that they need to keep coming back and moving well, and we want longevity. So that's really important. I want you to be able to continue doing this. We have athletes that are upwards towards 70 years old. Like you should be able to mm -hmm. keep doing this mm -hmm. forever and be able to go hiking when you're older and not have aches and pains. And so we want to be a comprehensive wellness facility, not just I go there to do CrossFit. So that's a big goal of ours. Yeah, you hit a, a, a point that I think gets lost on a lot of people and that is the association of gyms and fitness with people that are in their 20s 30s and maybe 40s mm -hmm. um, I'm involved in this thing called F3 mm -hmm. and um, my favorite guys and we've got people that go down into their 20s as well but we've got three guys that are in their 70s and one that's 80 yeah 
And these are no-joke workouts. They're 45-minute no-joke workouts. Now, body weight, we're not throwing kettlebells or anything like that, but it's amazing. And those are the guys that encourage me mm-hmm. as a 59-year-old. Like, man. And the young bucks yeah. encourage me too, you know, mm-hmm. which I think, you know, this whole thing of the community thing, it's like, it's interesting to just see what's happening in the country and especially in a very divided politically envi- political environment now where lots of, you know, fears are just getting stoked, stoked on both sides. This is a really cool bridge where it really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's it, it really doesn't That's matter. Uh, it's about the people, and you can hear it in your your stories, which I think is that's again why you guys are on this thing. I mean, um, that's anything but typical, and we need more of that. Mm-hmm. So, so I want to finish up with with one final question because you guys have shared a ton, and I appreciate it. But you're still relatively new into owning this and just being business owners in general, right? So, what what's your vision for this company? That's how I want to end it. <laughs> Our vision, um, for sure, is to continue growing um, our strength as a community. I mean, we are strong, but always can continue growing that, nourishing that, continue giving back to our local community in hopefully even bigger ways than we have so far, but also possibly bring in something to the gym that could keep our community there outside of fitness together Mm. if that makes sense another resource to where they can hang out at the gym and enjoy each other's company outside of class um as well as growing further like we had kind of mentioned before in that comprehensive health field Mm. so i know that that sounds like a lot but we have, I think, a long-term big vision that we strongly believe we can accomplish over time. So Yeah, absolutely. And I would say for her and myself personally, outside of the gym setting, um, being a resource for other female entrepreneurs, um, and even just I, I think about my daughter in this sense, like I want her to grow up and just have the confidence to be able to go out and reach for something and try, you know, put, put herself out there, try and fail and succeed and fail and succeed and just experience this life for all that it has to offer because you're never, you're never going to experience it to the extent that you can if you don't try. And so I think just, um, being this kind of vision as two females in this world that other females um, not necessarily look up to, but know like we we're in your corner. We've got you. We're gonna celebrate you. We're gonna help support you, and you know we want the same in return too because you know we need it just as much. But to be able to build that network and to be able to have you know people who are in our corner supporting us and also for us to be able to give back the same because we wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the people who did support us and help us get there Um, males and females you know across the board and so we want to be able to return that gift that we've been given to yeah we'd love to eventually say that we're leaders in the community so um, well one thing that you are is you are ripple makers Good. Think about that. <laughs> Good. Good. You know, I like that. People that make big splashes, they do also make ripples. But you guys are quiet ripple makers, and and they keep those ripples keep extending out. And so, thank you for doing that. That's what makes the world a better place, quite frankly. And it's what makes Charlotte special when we have people like you guys that are not building empires for the sake of empire building, but you're building things to better the lives of other people. And you can really, right. if you can't hear this, people listening to this, then you need to back it up and listen. <laughs> then you didn't <laughs> Pay attention. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thank, thank you both so much for sharing everything. Where should we send the listeners? Uh, website, Instagram, where, where do you want them to go? Um, CrossFitHuntersville.com for our website. 
but our Instagram handle is the number one place you can find a lot of information on the gym and see exactly what's going on, which is just CrossFit Huntersville is our Instagram handle. Follow them, like them, mm-hmm. share them. We would love that. Yeah. We would love that. And try, and try and mimic them because yes. they're doing something right. <laughs> Thank you. It's right. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. And interact with us too. You know, yeah. We're, we we're, love messages. We're sitting behind those DMs and we love it. We love hearing from different people and um, if you are another, you know, business, small business out there in our area and community and want to collaborate with us, I mean, we want nothing more than to sit down with you and hear your story and your vision and see if somehow we can all just connect. Yes. I love it. Thank you both. Thank you. Thank you.